welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello to those returning. Hi. And hello to those that are joining for the first time. Hi. <laughs> you are listening to the Bee Podcast with me, Sabelle. What a time. What a time. What is time? I don't know. <laughs> it's not my business to know. <laughs> it's a gift. And already I digress. <laughs> so before I really start getting into things, I want to remind... I want to put a reminder out. Um, as I speak as I share, as I digress on this podcast, I am very much speaking from my perspective and I'm speaking from my own experiences, okay? Nothing more, nothing less. So, let's dive, dive, dive! <laughs> Hi! Oh my goodness. So, to keep me centered, I'm going to keep reminding myself of what I've titled this episode, which is Minding My Business. Um, there's, it's almost been like an art form in and of itself, the art of minding my blessed business. It's really what the universe, well, part of what the universe has been showing me and bringing to my attention has been encouraging me to do is mind my blessed business and it's taken me a little while but I have since welcomed it with open arms and an open heart and I love it I love minding my business it's absolutely wonderful it's delicious it's nutritious I highly recommend it <laughs> Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Mind your business. Attend to your business. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's almost like I've been away from a group of friends, which I, I, I also technically have, but I'm j let's just keep it to the context of this podcast <laughs> right now. So it's like I've been away from a group of friends and we're all we've all now got together and I've like I've got so much to tell you like so much has happened and I don't know where to start so I I should probably start where I left which was at the end of season one and when I what like once I finished season one I dropped this podcast like a hot potato I was very there was a lot of noise in my system around the podcast. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I didn't feel all that great about it. Um, like I really like to this day, I will never not appreciate and absolutely cherish the feedback that I have received. And yeah, that's it. I'm, I, I cherish the feedback I receive. So it's it's not to say anything to that, but just. It was more how I felt at the time. And so I dropped it like a hot potato and, and didn't think I would ever come back to it and thought if I was to come back to podcasting, maybe it would be 
something totally new and totally different and there was just a lot of noise in my system and I was very glad to drop the podcast um thinking it was quite a definite decision turns out I wasn't because I'm back <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and um again the universe has been really encouraging me and guiding me towards me in uh, let's say let's say a different approach and i want to really share this renewed appreciation of curiosity and a very obvious tool but again this renewed appreciation for it which is asking questions so where I've been in my journey since I last recorded for season one to now is like like I said it's like there's there's so much that's happened I almost don't know where to start and I'm trying to like pinpoint but to give greater context, in the last few years, I have personally been going through what I call a death phase. So, or maybe not just a death phase, because I don't, like, I have my own views on death, but not just death, but like, there are definitely aspects of myself and my life and relationships that have died but also the rest of it has has been going through a very deep transformation and so yeah I've just been experiencing a lot of death in and of myself and my life and I've just now very like only just now have come into the rebirth into the birth phase and it's so precious and it's so vulnerable and in that vulnerability yes I've read Brene's Brene Brown's The Power of Vulnerability but I'm not really like I read that a while ago and that's not really what this is about I, I shouldn't have mentioned it anyway um in my birth in this rebirth I've come to this understanding of a truth of my being as a human in in this world, in this universe, is that being a being is so, 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 so vulnerable. So vulnerable. So precious. So vulnerable. And coming to this understand is better understanding within myself through my own experiences that that is where my power that is where my strength comes from also not because I read about it not because I listened to people talk about it but because I've actually lived it I have experienced it in and of myself so being a being being human is vulnerable and also Finding that reminder 
that has been so helpful to just gently say to myself as many times as I need, I am a human. I am a biological being. I am not a machine. I'm a human. I'm a being. Like, it may seem so obvious, but it's been so useful, so valued as a reminder to myself. Especially at this at this part of my journey or this stage of my journey. Huh. Yeah, so in this understanding I have of my vulnerability now, it's then highlighted what I think safety is. Like, what is safety? What is safety? Um, in this renewed appreciation for asking questions, I have been asking a lot of questions. I've been questioning everything. And not to a point of driving myself a bit loopy with it, but to try and be as useful as I can to myself, to like be honest with myself, not to be harmful to myself, but be to be useful, to like try and understand myself better because I have this wonderful, incredible capacity to understand so much. Um, and so I might as well, you know, understand myself. Um, because I, I totally believe that it starts with you. Um, just like the, the very popular saying goes, if you don't know how to love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? If I don't know how to ask questions of myself, how am I going to ask questions of others or of the world or anything else? Um, yeah. So, keeping myself on track because my brain is trying to, like, fire off a thousand things at once. Um, yeah. Asking questions. Renewed curiosity. I suppose I should mention my perspective on okay let me actually just finish the safety thing so in understanding that i am vulnerable that's actually like a huge truth and a huge aspect of my being a being i then moved on to safety because that feels like a very natural way to go okay you want to it's it's very natural to want to protect the very vulnerable thing that thing being me so I started to ask myself what safety is. What does safety mean to me? And I believe for me, safety is being able to not just understand myself, but to locate my needs, to know what my needs are and then to be able to meet them. This may seem really obvious, but I'm talking about it because I just, I like, I've just been through a whole bunch of experiences and this is what I want to talk about. So that is what safety is to me, is knowing what my needs are and then being able to meet them and then realizing or remembering that I can meet them 
that I am able to meet them, that I have this incredible capacity to understand and to learn, and I have a, an, a total ability to actually meet my needs, and also to know that it's it's no one else's responsibility to meet my to wonder what my needs are or to meet them like that's that's my that's my work that's my job that's my responsibility (laughs) and I've been able to accept it with both hands out and an open heart and it's like it's incredible and this whole section this last few months this this part of my journey has been incredible and I don't I'm not saying that to like try and smooth over the the grittiness or the the real challenges or the real dark stuff but it's to let you know or to communicate that I I value it all all of it the the delicious stuff the nutritious stuff the glorious stuff the joyous stuff the tender stuff and the really challenging gritty nitty sticky stuff I value it all um, because I'm able to learn from it. Again, it's not, I can't learn from every, well, I don't know if I'm learning from every single thing. Again, I think when I try and get too zoned in or too extra or whatever it is, it's such a good reminder to be like, maybe it's not your business right now. And it's great. I like, I love reminding myself that there are certain things that aren't my business and being able to appreciate and accept boundaries and limitations. They may not be absolute. They may just be temporary, but it's just to like bring me back to that reminder that it's not my business. It's not my business right now. And that's okay. I'm not supposed to know every single thing, every second of every day. Or maybe I am, whatever, but I've just found it really useful as a reminder to mind my business and to, yeah, this 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 wonderful renewal of, of curiosity and being able to ask myself questions. So we're going to go on a little story time. It was my therapist that, can't, well, not inadvertently, reminded me of how useful asking questions can be so a few months ago um we were having a session together myself and my therapist and I was going on and on and on and on and on and on about agency agency this and agency that and it was it was really important to me this notion of agency and I kind of paused in my little ramble and my therapist very plainly, almost quite quietly, just said, Sabelle, what is agency to you? Like, what does it mean to you? And that question stunned me. I was like, huh? <laughs> Throw <Sorry>, what? <laughs> um, and in them asking me that question, it was like, the question was like an arrow and it hit a knot deep within me. The fact that it located that knot hit it. And in hitting it, it unraveled it. And in the unraveling, it was released. And to even experience that of itself, those sensations, 
I was quiet for a few minutes, like a good few minutes. And then I kind of came to again and I very simply answered, I don't know. And in that admittance, that, that realization that I don't know, I don't know what agency means to me. It was, I was able to let it go and then understand what I had been doing with this notion of agency, this little tasty buzzword I'd picked up out of the collective and gone and decided I need this. This is now a priority, a priority to me and I need it. What I did do was then terrorize myself with it and take something that by all means is supposed to be useful <laughs> and of great value. And I took it and I used it as a way to continue harming myself and terrorizing myself and just fuck with myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, okay. So that's what I've been doing with this. And in that, in those moments, like I just let it go and just washed my hands of it. And I was like, I, what, what am I doing? It's almost like someone snapping you out of like a dream or like sleepwalking and you're like, yeah, like sleepwalking. Cause it's just, it, it was almost like this unconscious thing I was doing, thinking I'd taking something like useful and valuable, but then realizing I was actually doing more harm with it than anything else to myself. So that moment gave, also gave me my renewed appreciation for asking questions. And then I started asking myself all kinds of questions and I haven't stopped. Like I said, not to the point of like, again, terrorizing myself with questions, but just, I've just come to this point where I, I am more able to, to know when to ask. Like I've, I've, I've been on this, this earth in this body for a little while. Uh, you know, I know me pretty well <laughs> and I know now that, yeah, asking myself questions is, is, is hella useful. So after that therapy session, the universe presented me with a wonderful opportunity <laughs> and it was, I think it was, if not the day after, it was like the day after that. So like a couple days later, I was presented with this opportunity and the opportunity came in the form of an argument, a very well-worn argument. I have been a part of this argument for a long time. Um, and it's an argument that kept coming up more and more as this, as this year had, had been going, as it's a year had gone on. And, um, I was able to do, so I was able to do something that I hadn't done before. So previously in this, this, this argument that I know very well, I would go past my own limits and end up completely having my anger, like my, my anger would take over. It would go into rage and 
I would have to deal with that. Like, it's very, like, like, when anger takes over, when rage takes over, it's so intense, it's so all-consuming to the point that I don't ever remember what I do or say in those moments of complete and utter anger and rage. And it's, it's a very intense experience and not one that's enjoyable. It's, it's, it can be informative, yes, but, um, it, yeah, it was very intense. So go back to the, the actual argument that came up a couple of days after that therapy session. Um, the argument started to build again and we were all saying stuff we've all heard. And that's the thing as a family, we will even say like, I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of saying this. I'm tired of hearing this. And, and around and around we go. And so as it was happening, I knew that if I stayed, if I continued to be in that conversation or that argument or whatever, I was, it was a surefire way to, to go back, to go and meet my temper again. And I didn't want to, it's not necessary. It wasn't appropriate. So I put my hands on the table, took a big old breath and just said, I can't do this. I've reached a limit. And so I need to leave. Um, can maybe come back to this another time, but I need to leave. And I didn't wait for a response. I, I wasn't, it wasn't a request. I was just telling people like, I can't do this. I have reached the limit. I'm removing myself from this. Got up, took my shit, left the room closed the door, left them to it. And in removing myself from that situation, one, I was like sincerely proud of myself for actually doing that because I've, I'm so used to like going past my limits and not even knowing what my limits are. So the fact that I could do what I did, I was just like, fuck, well done, mate. <laughs> like, whew. And then in the space that I actually gave myself in removing myself from the situation, um, a bigger thing happened. Um, amongst my like close relationships, I have said to friends that I, uh, I've been experiencing like a second adolescence almost. And you'll see what I mean. So like, yeah, I have definitely been experiencing a second adolescence and part of this argument that I get into with family is myself and my brother, but I'm very much speaking for myself right now. So I have been, um, I have expectations of my parents and I have expect I've had expectations of my parents and I've had expectations of my mother. Um, my mum is the one that I actually live with just to give a little bit more context. Don't actually have a lot to do with my dad. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, I digress. Uh, yeah. So in giving myself space, I had the bigger realization that one, I already knew that the expectations were unfair but it's like seeing the tip of the, like that knowledge was like seeing the tip of the iceberg, but not seeing the absolute mountain underneath the sea. But this time round, I actually got to see the mountain under the sea. And I finally understood that what I've been expecting of 
from this relationship with my parent is actually quite unfair because I was I was just able to see my mum as a person, not as my mum, but as another human being. And also combined with being able to look at what she has been consistently showing me and communicating with me for the last 34 years, which is she is not able, she is not able to meet those expectations and she is not able to give you what you have been asking for. You have 34 years of consistent communication and experience with this and I was finally able to see it, to hear it, to actually be with it and go, holy what? Like, okay, wow. And again, and then the follow-on from that was, like I said, this this is this may be really obvious to some and may not be to others, but in looking in realizing that pattern in the relationship I have with my parents or my primary caregivers, I then instantly saw the pattern throughout all my relationships, especially the like my more intimate relationships when I've had partners and I was like oh wow I have moved through my life so far looking for other people to know what my needs are and then to be able to meet them for me like okay that's what I have been doing no judgment no shade okay, that's what I've been doing. I've been looking, I've been asking people to do things that they can't do. I've been choosing partners that are just as emotionally unavailable as my parents. Um, and as also as immature as my parents too. And um, I've just been repeating that pattern and that cycle over and over and over again. And I have just been hurting myself with it. And I've also been hurting other people with it too. And again, not not trying to, to, to then use that to beat myself up with, but just to be able to look at it and go, okay, this is what you've been doing. And then gaining a better understanding of myself. So it was just so powerful, so powerful to one, look at my mom and go, oh my God, oh honey, you just can't. You're just not able right now. That's not just can't, she's just not able. That's That doesn't mean that that, that person, that person who is my mom, isn't, isn't ever going to change, but just hasn't so far. Yeah, and, and that's like, fine. But I'm now able to like, realize in all of this one I realize wow I I, one I in okay there's a few things that I need to like be able to like articulate them so in realizing all of that in being able to see my mom as a person to be able to then see a pattern throughout my life and my relationships it just like 
oh, so powerful, so potent, so valuable. Learned, just like learned. And it was just this pivotal, pivotal point, this turning point where I was like, okay, but this means that one, I know, like, I am able to locate what my needs are, discover what they are, um, and, and meet them. Like I said, whether that's, I'm able to do it immediately or I need to be patient and cultivate whatever it is I need to be able to meet that need and realize that I am the one that's responsible for that and no one else not at this stage no and there was the growth there was the turning point and and since then it's like it's been this wave of reminders of realizations and there is a definitely a distinction between the two reminders are definitely I've probably said this, forgive me if I'm like repeating this, but reminders are unearthing what you already know and realizations are new information. And I've just, yeah, this, this, I'm so appreciative of the, the new level of discernment I have, not just like the, the excellent judgment I have, but like the level up from that is, or the not level, but the next level to to good judgment is discernment to being able to look at the finer details and discern what that is to me so you um i'm just catching up with myself for a sec (laughs) that's the other thing um yeah that does bring me nicely on to my next point so in asking questions just even just the, the the fact that one you can ask yourself question or or ask the universe a question say in my experience you do not have to chase for the answer what i have found useful is allowing for the answer to come to make myself receptive and open and i do that through rest and i do that through play because rest and play open me up, open up my mind, open up my heart, open up my being. And so I'm more receptive. And in those states, I am less concerned with worry or anxiety or terrorizing myself with whatever notion I'm terrorizing, I may be terrorizing myself with. And I think, not I think, in a capitalist, patriarchal, supremacist society, it's built to keep you worried and anxious and stressed and not necessarily healthy and not necessarily nourished. So in cultivating time to rest, instead of being obsessed with hustle culture and always being on the go and moving forwards and do this and do that and just being so immersed in and attached to busyness um allowing myself time to actually rest allowing myself time to play because I recognize for me that is when I'm most open and receptive and less attached to the worry and the anxiety 
And that's when answers may come. That's when solutions may come. That's when inspiration comes. That's when creativity really like gets juicy and delicious. And it's not necessarily always on a conscious level. It enters the really powerful subconscious. So I don't feel comfortable calling it a subconscious because it's because I know how well I have a sense of its power. I don't know entirely how powerful it is, but I'm sure I'll find another term for it at some point. But it's that it's like it's trusting that you if you don't know something now. That you have a really great chance of knowing it at some point. It may not be immediate. And again, that that's another very like capitalist thing. It's like this immediacy, this now, now, now. I need it now. Like calm yourself, mind your business, go and attend to what it is you need to attend to and trust that you will receive the answer. But you have to understand or know at least that you need to be open to be able to receive. Your hands can't be full in order to receive what's being served. Open, clean hands, thank you. That is appreciated, you know? Um, and in real like the other um, realization is like, I've spent my previous years trying to make myself so small and all this other stuff and, and spin all these tales about so much. Um, and it's, it's, it's so, it's such, oh, I'm so grateful to be able to look with the eyes that I have now and look back and go, okay, yes, maybe I was left alone a lot. Um, I may have seen that as abandonment. It may have been neglect. Yes, it's, it's, it's accepting those things, but not then running with that and building a whole set of stories around it but yes okay I was left alone a lot but I am now able to see that I had me the whole time the whole time I was with me I had me the relationship that I have been longing for is is the relationship that I have with me I no longer, even, I guess I'm one of those annoying people that considers myself to be in a relationship with me. I am by no means single. I am in a relationship with me and I've been in a relationship with me this whole time. But I just didn't know until <laughs> recently. And it's like, like I used to be obsessed with them. Um, not obsessed, but I used to really like believe and be really hurt and upset over like, I never thought that anyone made me a priority, not my parents or not my partners. I was just like, you know, I know one's number one. No one makes me a priority. Um, I don't know why I had to use that voice just to use my past voice. Um, <laughs> so silly. Um, but yeah, I used to like tell myself that all the time that I was no one's priority. Well, I'm my priority me I have made myself a priority especially with this this quest that I've been on I I want to be able to 
to love myself. I want to know what value is for me. I want to, I was seeking agency. And the, and the second I let go of it, I received it. And it was so powerful and so valued. Um, yeah, I've, I've, that's been really sweet for me recently is, is being able to sincerely let go of something in order to receive it. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I would wholeheartedly recommend minding one's business. Um, I'm saying this, by the way, to also like center myself again. So remind one's business, ask oneself questions. Um, and allow yourself time to rest and time to play. Rest and play is part of what I view as like a holy trinity for me, which is, um, the other, comp the third component is, um, discipline slash exploration. I don't like to use the term work because that instantly puts me off something. Probably because it's another capitalist notion or has been twisted into a capitalist notion. I don't know. I probably do know, but I'm not like, I'm not concerned with really going into the nitty gritty of that right now. But the Holy Trinity is, yes, there are definitely aspects of my life that are more disciplined. Um, and there are things that I am exploring for sure. But then I also need time to rest. I also need time to play. And I've said this before, but when I mean, when I say play, I mean, sincerely play like you are a child. Um, whatever connects you to that. If that's going to a play park and swinging on a swing, if it's, um, playing video games, even just whatever it is that connects you to play. Like I so wholeheartedly encourage it. I know I say wholeheartedly a lot, but let me live. That's probably me just talking to myself a bit more. <laughs> yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be like, it's not like you have, I mean, manage your time however you want to manage your time. But the rest thing came to me because, how do I put this? Basically, I, I would reach a point in my day where I, like I would hit a wall of tiredness, say like 12, one o'clock, but that's because I get up crazy early. Um, so I would get really tired about 12 and then instead of like trying to fight through it, I was like, look, I'm not, um, I don't really have, it's not what I don't have actually, but I am able to allow myself a 20 minute nap. So that's what I'm going to do. And I don't necessarily always sleep if I do, like, if I need a nap and I can facilitate that nap, then I'm going to take it. So sometimes I sleep, yeah. Sometimes I just lay there with my fucking eyes closed and I don't do a blessed thing. I don't do anything. Nada. I just lie there for 20 minutes and just trust that the alarm goes off when the alarm goes off. And that is that. Um... But yeah, in in that ability to rest or in those abilities, the ability to play in that stuff, it's just as equally important as cultivating discipline and allowing yourself to explore. 
So that brings me on to something else. So in in realizing or re being reminded, there's a bit of both here, that the things or certain things that I've been seeking have been within, that the relationship that I've been seeking is with me, that I just keep coming back to me, basically, different levels of me, different aspects of me, different perspectives of me. It's I always come back to me. And having gone through this last few years of like death phases, um, I've been kind of navigating this, this part of my journey with, how do I say it? I think there's been a very collective theme that's been going on and people have been looking at their relationships, whether that's relationships with other people or relationships they have with themselves or relationships to the land or relationships, like just how we relate, how we connect to things. I think that's been really present. Um, and I think it's, I think it's, it's great because it's looking at how everything's connected or how you're connected to everything or certain things. What, you know, at, again, at whatever level or perspective you're looking at and from. So in looking at my relationships and what I'm bringing to them, what they're bringing to me, are they fair energy exchanges? Do I need to put boundaries in place? Do I maybe need to ask questions? Do I maybe need to have a conversation? Um, in all this death stuff and in and in in how life has been happening, I just keep, like I said, keep returning to me more and more and more and more to the point where I don't I've, it's like I'm being encouraged to just fuck everything on the outside, fuck everything that isn't me and just focus on me. And it's been incredible. And what I find, I was just about to say, it's such a privilege. But no, I also think the structures that are in place, like the capitalist, patriarchal, supremacist structures, will have you twisted on what you think a privilege is because I think that's something that's useful to look at, like what you consider to be a privilege and what isn't, because capitalism will have you believe that things that are your, for lack of a better term, God-given right as a being, it'll have you believing it's a privilege and it's not, it's just your right as a being. So I think that's, that's a little useful thing, that's a little thing I'm sharing with you is, yeah, look at what you think is an, uh, a privilege um yeah so what am i getting to what am i getting to what am i getting to that's what i want to get into <laughs> thank you for being so patient with me by the way when i have those little moments of having to either center myself or figure something out um because i don't like to edit i like to kind of just free i just like to free flow and and just and just speak so in terms of like me being what I'm seeking essentially, I am also, on the flip side, I am also the very thing that's been standing in my way or taking me away from what matters or maybe what my center is. And I even had a realization, well not a realization, but, um, 
I was shown something two days ago and I think I thought it was hilarious that it happened two days ago because I was like I'm due to record to start recording season two in two days and I have just <laughs> been shown what I'm actually up to so um in the universe continuously and very sincerely and quite intensely sometimes encouraging me to look at myself and be with myself is to to drop the external noise and the external influence of the world and like I said to really focus on me because as a being we're very malleable um we're very we're so easily influenced it's not a bad thing it's not a good thing it just is it's I think it's part of being a being but it's to kind of just for now while I'm in this rebirth in this very precious and very vulnerable very vulnerable part of my journey I need me now more than ever I don't actually need the influence of everything else I just don't I just don't and I love that I've been able to facilitate that and and know that and 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 nourish it the way I need to nourish it and nurture it the way I need to nurture it so it's brought me to my fears and it's it's again it's coming back to the Marianne Williamson poem that I I so often quote and I so often share and I'm not going to share it again but it's it's the notion of being more afraid of your light and your capacity and your vastness and your most loving self being more afraid of that than you are afraid of um your darkness so to speak um but realizing how true that is coming back to that fear again and and again it's I, no matter which way I come at it or what level or what perspective I always come back to this core fear of being afraid of going towards what I actually want and I've known this my whole life and I've done everything to try and bury it to try and kill it to try and ignore it to I've lied to myself I have built up I built a whole life trying to to do just that to try and get away from what I actually want to do and what I actually want to do is is be the artist that I am and that like even just saying that on this podcast is like but it's because I'm not in the habit of of speaking that truth to power so so there it is I am an artist and I am now um cultivating a creative life for myself because I deserve it because I just do I don't have to there's you know I'm not even gonna no there's no noise around justification actually I am an artist and I am now cultivating my creative life um and yes it fucking terrifies me absolutely it terrifies me but what I also asked myself a few weeks ago actually was what does work mean to me so there's this this term the work especially like it's very much in the collective and it's very much in the wellness industry um yes I do say industry with an attitude <laughs> but, um 
yeah, so this this notion, this idea of the work, and I, I get the general sense of what the work is, but I asked myself, what what does it mean to me? What does the work mean to me? And I let that question simmer and sit and stew in my system and, and let it be processed. And I did, I came up with an answer or, an, or the answer arrived. And the answer was every day we get to wake up. It is our work to cultivate a loving relationship with our fear. And so that is what I've been doing. And it's, oh, like it has only been a couple of weeks since I've made that decision and made that choice that that is what the work is to me right now. Not me, it is a choice, but it's also an understanding, like coming to that understanding, like this is what the work is to me at this stage in my life is to cultivate a sincere and loving and nurturing relationship with my fear because I already know that there's no use in trying to ignore the fear or run from it because it's it's present it's always there it's not going anywhere and it's the fear has also helped me survive all this time and I, I love it. I do love my fear. It, it's, it teaches me so much. It shares so much with me. It, it's, it's so clever. Um, and I'm also gonna like share that part of that fear, part of who I have been, an aspect of my being, let's say, not part of it. So an aspect of my being, I have a name for her. And my name for her is conflict baby now conflict baby um conflict baby is is the part of me that has believed all the lies has believed that i am not valuable that i am stupid that i'm not capable that i am able not able that i am ugly that i am too much or too little or whatever it's it's the part of me that has believed all the lies and then gone about creating all kinds of things out of those beliefs and um, I'm building a relationship with her and she's incredible she's so resourceful she's so intelligent she's so <laughs> capable um, she's been a real aspect of me that has been part of my survival tactic and I call her conflict baby because she's so used to conflict she is born out of conflict um and she loves conflict it's what has been feeding her not nourishing her but it's what's been feeding her for a while and it's been so important to me as part of this exploration as part of this cultivation of building a relationship with my fear and building a relationship with conflict baby is that these are kind of the last especially conflict baby feels like the last aspect of me that is undergoing the transformation the big transformation that I've been going through the growth the healing the development the expansion that I've been going through um and I don't believe she's 
gonna get left behind but I actually believe that she's gonna develop and she's gonna she's gonna you know come along for the journey too but we've all we've also myself and conflict baby have had a conversation about um change and I it terrifies her and she has reactions and she has a whole lot to say about <laughs> change it terrifies her totally terrifies her but we have this understanding that I've got her and she she can argue with the fact or she can argue as much as she pleases but she cannot deny as much as she may try to that I have had her back for a long time and I'm not trying to hurt her I'm trying to just love her and in loving her and in cultivating love and understanding and, and having conversations with her I hope that she comes along and she comes along and she develops and she grows and maybe she'll become the excellent boundary setter that I need who knows but we're, we're open we're exploring we're seeing how it goes we're cultivating our relationship and I'm and I'm also, you know, conflict baby is a part of the fear and a part of the old way of being. But I'm also cultivating my relationship with my fears. Um, keeping the dialogue open, checking in with them. Um, making friends with my demons, basically. Um, making very good friends with my demons and, and pouring love in it, on it, all around it. Because that is what feels useful to me that feels like the way and so that's what I've been doing that's what I've been doing that's what I've been up to um and I hope again just a little reminder I spraff on about my stuff in hopes that it could be helpful to someone else somehow in some way yeah okay I think I think that's enough of me talking about my stuff and where I've been at um yeah letting letting growth happen and letting change do its thing and letting healing do its thing and and just getting closer to myself closer and closer and closer and and being a whole being finally finally hi ah <laughs> oh, yeah i'm gonna leave it there in talking about myself and my stuff but what i do want to talk about oh my goodness oh my gosh um so the changes with well the difference in season two of the B podcast is that um, an episode like this is going to be a bit of a rare one in the sense you're not just going to hear my voice. Um, soon you will be hearing lots of other voices because I have guests. <gasps> um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it all. Um, and I'm so happy that I'm going to be able to like bring them to the collective and that was a huge 
reason why I actually wanted to do this podcast. And it was so sweet to be able to remember that, that the reason why the first season felt a bit janky to me, one, it was my first season. So part of me kind of sees it like a first draft at no disrespect to it or anything, or um, the people that joined me. Um, But it was so great to remember that a big reason why I wanted to create this podcast and to do this podcast um, and explore podcasting is because I want to give space to other people's perspectives and other people's voices and other people's stories. Because like I said before, I love learning through relationships. I love learning through connections. I love I really value exploring the way in which we're all connected and there's so many ways in which we are so it's 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 a really it's a really sweet exploration and just to share another little bit that me that's in in all my growth so far and all the development and everything and the healing and stuff I was finally, for the first time in my life, in the first time in my 34 years, to actually consider what success means to me. To me. And what that means to me is being able to explore the ways in which things are connected. So yeah, success is just my ability to keep exploring connections and to keep learning (laughs) and that's what it means to me at the moment so I'm feeling pretty successful and it's great (laughs) Uh, okay so I'm gonna love you and leave you for now I'm so glad to be back and I'm gonna be even gladder to to bring the um future episodes to you to bring guests to you okay um before i forget also instagram page b underscore b underscore podcast forgive me before i fall over my words um yeah instagram page b underscore podcast that is where you will find updates um about the podcast and all things podcast related of course um the dms are open if you have respectfully any queries or anything you want to share um send them there and the podcast will be coming to you every two weeks so um yeah there won't be anything posted next friday but the following friday there will be a fresh new episode up but like i said get all your podcast related info from the instagram page which is b underscore podcast and that's the last time i'm gonna say it okay um gonna love you and leave you take care of yourself and as and when you can take care of others ah <sighs> bye-bye for now Mwah! Thank you.